0: We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you, because it's it's the the bottom bottom line that matters. matters.
1: and thank you to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters uh, podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite business books. Now, for those of you that are in the process of figuring out what exactly it is that you want to be doing, what exactly it is that you're looking at um, doing, one of the major things that you can benefit from, the major sources of information are through books so many amazing thought leaders have put pen to paper or the little blanking cursor on your screen to having actual keys hit it uh, to make it stand out. And there's so many amazing uh, ideas and nuggets of information inside so many books. And that's why this is a really difficult topic to really come down and say, oh, there's only one single a favorite book. You know, I know that between uh, Daniel, Patricia, and I, we probably have read uh, tons
0: of business books. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah, Thousands (laughs) of business books
1: over the years. And it's because it is really, when you find that one nugget that can transform your business, things really get different. So, let me ask you. I mean, growing up, I loved the Dr. Seuss books, right? You know, uh, not on a house, not in a house, not with a mouse, not on a hill, not with a bill. You know, I do not like <laughs> green eggs and ham, Sam,
0: right? Right, right.
1: <laughs> Anything that you have, it sticks with you. And that's the idea, right? What is it that's going to stick with you? So let me start with you, Daniel. When you're looking at a business book, Before you even pick it up, how do you figure that you want to start with this particular uh, book, this particular person, whatever they are, author, coach, guru, expert, fill in the blank here, you know, what is it that you're looking for?
0: Most of my books that I read these days come from recommendations from other people. Either a client I've worked with has read a book and I think, oh, I haven't read that one yet. That sounds really good. Or uh, colleagues that I interact with talk about a book that they've read and I think, oh, that sounds really good. That's where the majority of my uh, book reading comes from these days is because someone has talked about a book. And Jennifer and Patricia both, I'm glad we picked this topic to talk about today because Uh, Books are so important and they do stick with you, Jennifer, like you were saying, so much so that other people will recommend and refer books. And there's so much information that can be passed around just by referring books to other people.
1: Absolutely. You know, and all three of us happen to be published authors as well. Um, You know, we are part of that community that is out there trying to give of our knowledge To others to really help. Um, And so, my hope is for those of you that are listening, please look us up. You know, our links will be below so that you can find out information about our books as well. Uh, Definitely look us up in terms of how to get our copies and tell your friends and family. Uh, And by the way, if they're not your friends, tell them too. (laughs) You know, there's always opportunity here for everybody to learn. So let me ask you again, Patricia, the same question I asked Daniel, you're coming across a book. What is it that's gonna make you look at that book or not look at the book? What is it that you're looking for when you first get that book?
2: You know, typically it's the title that gets me. Does this title address an issue that I have? Does it do it in a catchy way? Does it do it in a unique way? It has to catch your attention. It has to say, hey, you know, you've got this problem, you know it, here's an answer that you've never considered before. (laughs) Okay, so you're working with our conversion equation. And for those of you, by the way, um, we'll
1: be talking about this on a future Uh, episode of our podcast, but it's the Interrupt, Engage, Offer, and Educate. um, Sorry, Interrupt, Engage, Educate, Offer. Mine's a little faster than uh, the mouth today, Um, or the mouth faster than mine. Yeah, I think. uh, (laughs) um, But anyway, getting back to what we were saying, it's all about the headline. What is it that screams at you in terms of what you're trying to do? that is really going to make that difference. So, you know, it's really funny because I look at a book and sometimes I will actually buy a book, especially online, because I want the funnel. That's sometimes the only reason I will initially get it. And of course I'm looking at the book to see what else I can get. But when you're dealing with other marketers out there and anyone that's got their book online that they're offering has this funnel that is there. And they've spent thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars perfecting that funnel. And a lot of them have worked off someone else's funnel that they simply changed. And that person worked off another person's funnel that they changed and so on and so forth going all the way back to the days of Adam and Eve. So if we look at what we are doing, um, you know, it really is going to come down though to, you know, sometimes that's what I look for. In terms of a book, um, but again, I will also look for specific people. You know, Grant Cardone, as an example, is amazing at sales. He's probably one of the top sales gurus out there, and his book "Seller Be Sold" really transformed a lot of my ideas in terms of sell, sell, uh, sales, right? Selling. So many people growing up think, "Ooh, sales!" You get the idea of a used car salesperson right? High pressured sales and everything. And then you realize, and for those of you listening, if you don't already realize this, think about it for a second. You are selling every single day of your life. You're selling the uh, bank. If you go in to get a mortgage, you are selling your spouse. If you're trying to get out of doing something or to get them to do something, You are selling our for children to eat their veggies or to clean their room. Or to get up in the morning. Or to get up in the morning, absolutely. (laughs) And your kids, by the way, are the absolute best salespeople because they will throw that absolute terrible temper tantrum until they get their way. They are relentless salespeople. Now, you don't think about it from that perspective, but what we should be doing is we should be encouraging our kids to explore more in terms of that salesmanship because it's only gonna help them as they go through school, as they go through life. And you know, think about it, Daniel, when you uh propose to your wife, you had a seller on you. I mean, you know, just the first date, you had a seller on you. And then when you propose to her, again you had to make that sale. Right. And every step right. from the engagement till the wedding, And every (laughs) day (laughs) since
2: every day since
1: what I'm talking about, Um, but it's all about what it is though, that we're doing. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of things in terms of topics, right? If I'm looking for more ideas on sales, more ideas on marketing, more ideas on leadership, more ideas on business strategy, uh, my bookshelf just happens to be full of books and there's textbooks that I still occasionally go back to. There's reference books that we all go back to. Uh, you know, there's just another one that, um, I think the three of us actually may have been turned onto, um, it's the KPI, uh, key performance indicator, uh, index, if you will. It's basically any kind of Uh, KPI, key performance indicator out there, Um, this book has what it is, how it's used, how to look at things along those lines. And it's an incredibly useful piece of information because when you are in business, you need to be looking at your KPIs so that you know where you're going, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let me ask you, as we're talking about KPIs and we're talking about books, but what is the number one KPI you look for in your business? I'll throw it to either one of you. <laughs> uh,
0: number one KPI that I look at in my business is on the front end activity because I know that it will yield uh, back end results. And I have figured out what those front end activities are. And it's basically reaching out to new prospective customers on a regular basis. And I track it daily.
2: Yeah. Same here. And if you don't have those, you know, leading KPIs, then you're going to have following KPIs and you're going to wonder, how come I didn't make any money this month? <laughs> right, you know, those trailing KPIs are definitely
1: important, but you know, one other KPI that's really important, I don't know if you guys track or not, how much time you spend per client acquisition attempt. Hmm. In other words, if I'm going after one client and I realize after 20 minutes, this isn't going anywhere, do I still push or do you let it go? Because if you realize it's not going anywhere, what are you doing in terms of the time? Now, again, if your goal is to ultimately offer more, um, more expertise to the community, right? I mean, again, we said it before, we are in love with the small business community and we want to help small business owners, you know, they provide the small business uh, community provides about 75% of the American workforce. Think about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. an incredible amount of people that are there that depend on the small businesses in our country to really survive. So knowing what you're doing with the small business community is important. But again, at some point, we all have to put food on our table and roof over our head and gas in our cars and everything. So, you know, we have to think about it from that perspective too, but getting back though to, you know, um, your books, it's really important though to look what you're also getting in those books as a KPI, right? What is it that you're pulling from the book? And at what point do you move on if the book doesn't answer that question? You know, Patricia, you said if the title screams at you that it's got a solution to your problem, but you realize this isn't anything that you haven't already tried before, how much more do you push through the book? And here's the other question. Do you prefer the old format paper or do you look at the Kindle Nook versions, you know, the eBooks, or are you one of those really cool cool people that have audible and stuff like that you know for the audio books um hey by the way amazon that's a plug you know little commission here wouldn't hurt Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) well myself Uh, i tend to prefer the hard books it's just i don't know i grew up reading books and that's what a book is i'm on a trip and i'm driving god knows how many hours you know give me some audios but the thing about an audiobook is you can't underline in it and, you know, you can't take notes in the
0: margin.
1: <laughs> no, on an audiobook you can't. On an ebook though, there's the ability to highlight and to if when, if you use specific uh, software programs, you can actually put that in like Evernote as an example, where it just sticks there and you can reference it again at any point. And then You know, that brings me to another point. Now, I'm gonna come back to you, Daniel, in a second with the same question I asked Patricia, but the idea of using ideas you gain from books as jumping grounds for new content pieces in your own thought leadership process, right? Again, I'm not saying take exactly what the author said and use it verbatim for your own, but I'm saying how do you assimilate that into your way of doing business so that you can then share that with your uh, people, which really becomes a lot more important. But let me get back to you, Daniel. In terms of the same question I asked uh, Patricia, if you realize that a book is just not answering the question, how much farther along do you go? And what kind of books do you prefer?
0: Well, I don't know, I guess I, I grew up reading books. Um, so even a book that still doesn't address the solution that I was necessarily looking for, if I, if I thought that book was promising that solution, I'm still w- uh, willing to skim that book quickly. I'll still finish it, um, but I have to confess, I'm at a point where um, I can read so quickly that I can just skim a book and look for those key content ideas The main reason that I read a book, I think the main reason that any of us uh, read a book outside of enjoyment, outside of reading novels or anything like that. But the key reason we read a book is because someone is going to challenge us with an idea. Someone's gonna push us out of our comfort zone a little bit. And to your point about highlighting and taking notes about things, we don't wanna leave those thoughts and those ideas in the book when we finish the book. (laughs) Um, I have to confess, I I was uh, really good at that <laughs> for a number of years when I started reading a lot of business and leadership books. All those thoughts and everything stayed in the book. And at one point, my wife challenged me on that, and she said, "So you read all these books, but what are you doing with all that?" I'm like, ouch. Okay, yeah, good point.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's like I say all the time. You know, when I speak, uh, people come up to me at the end of the presentations, and they're always like, "Hey, I took." 30 pages of notes just from what you said, I didn't take as many from other people. Well, that's great that they took notes, right? I mean, hopefully they gained valuable information that's what they were taking notes from, but it's what are you gonna do with it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not gonna somehow use that information, then the 30 pages of notes is not valuable because you're not gonna do anything with it. So it's like Danny, you were saying in terms of leaving the information in the book, you can't just do that. I, I mean, I've got books that are dog-eared and everything that I've marked. And the problem is for me, if I were to read any of them on the Sabbath, I can't highlight, I can't write, I can't do anything. Oh. And you know, so what I've ended up realizing quickly is I can't really read those kinds of books You know, on the Sabbath, because it's just not going to work, you know, for that reason. Uh, But in terms of the way that I look at things, you know, it just comes down to, okay, fine, what am I going to find in it? And like you were saying, it's that one nugget.
0: Right. right? And so even a book that I, you know, I get into it and I realize this isn't providing the solution, I can still challenge myself. There will still be some nugget in that book somewhere. I have never failed to find something in every book. That was valuable and worth taking away even if it didn't provide the solution i was hoping for it's never a waste to me to finish the book
2: right and
1: it's also you know other than the nuggets sometimes it's even the writing style Mm -hmm. sometimes if it helps you in your writing style uh i mean i found a book recently and it challenged me on my own writing style I mean, I've got copywriting books and how to write books that are really meant to do extremely well and everything. And, you know, some of them are great. Some of them are complete wastes, right? (laughs) But I mean, I came across this book and when I put out my second book, I changed my writing style because of it. And Mm -hmm. it was really important in terms of seeing, oh, you know what? Like Daniel was saying, he can skim through and find the key pieces of information. Well, let me draw that out in the book. Like, hey, call out. This is really important information here. So if you are just paging through the book and you happen to come across it, you're going to see it right there. And so you're going to stop and read those pages that have these call outs because it's going to make sense. So let me ask you, Patricia, in terms of your favorite book, or kinds of books. <laughs> what would you be recommending, especially because, you know, our listeners are our friends out there. We're trying to help them in their business and their lives. So if we were going to give them a recommendation, like Daniel was saying, he gets most of it from friends and you got referrals in terms of, you know, people. So what is it that you Patricia would recommend to our friends listening to
2: this program well first off my general recommendation I love business books so pardon me Um, as far as business books go anything by Dan Kennedy anything 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 start wherever you want get them all read them all I've got one title that I have I think I have three copies of it because I forgot I bought it, you know, and I was just, so I bought another and, and maybe I forgot it again, but it doesn't matter anyway, because it's also full of highlighting that I can't read it. So I have to get a new copy. <laughs> um, and Dan Kennedy, by the way, amazing,
1: amazing copywriter. And yes. the information you can get from Dan is incredible. I mean, I started with magnetic marketing with Dan. Um, that was the book that I started and that happens to be the name of his program also um, but it's an incredible read uh chock full of actionable ideas you can immediately use but I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off
2: no that's fine I started with no BS marketing to the affluent because I was having some struggles in that area myself and as I you know progress in my in my career here, it's so true. All you have to do is change your focus, you know, like 1% and you can see where there are people needing what you offer, who are willing to pay 10 times at least what you're currently charging because the value of what you do, you know, multiplied by the size of their they're 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 whatever, right? Their problem is it makes the value that they get, you know, a hundred times more than the little bitty client who struggles to pay you. Right. And you know, yeah. not saying that you shouldn't work with little people too, but you don't have to struggle. It's Actually, out there. You're not,
1: I think we have to send a copy of this by the way to Nick and Darren so by the way you know because the three of us happen to be members of dance community also so you know um putting that aside you know i think we'll have to send nick and darren a copy of this podcast
0: yeah
2: i know i can take nick (laughs) i might be able to take darren yeah
1: so daniel let me ask you the same thing
0: Uh, So I tend to read a lot of business books, a lot of leadership books, and I picked out one of my favorites um, that I wanted to talk about today. I would not say that this book is the pinnacle. I wouldn't say it's the final uh, leadership book to read, Um, but I I like this one. I use this one a lot with uh, some of my clients, and let me give you the name of the book, I guess. It's Launching a Leadership Revolution. And the authors are Chris Brady and Oren Woodward. And I love this book because it is a great primer. It's a great jumping off point. So when I find myself working with small business owners, a lot of times they're at the point now where they're bringing on employees, they're bringing on team members, and now they have to become a leader of someone else uh, for maybe the first time. And so I find that this book is a really good place to begin. It walks through, um, starting with the basics of what is a leader, what does a leader do, um, the cycle of achievement of a leader, and then gets into the, um, the five levels of leadership. And what's great about this book is it's really an introduction into each of those four main categories. And then uh, what I found when I was doing my master's degree work, the best reading really is the bibliography. So then once you've uncovered the gaps in this person's leadership, you just flip to the appropriate places in the bibliography and then you can start reading more from some other leadership writers, uh, Warren Bennis, uh, John C. Maxwell, uh, James Hunter. Um, And so from there, you can start to jump into what some of the specific issues and problems are. So that's why I love this book so much and don't read it thinking this is going to be an awesome leadership book. Read it from the standpoint of let's use that as an assessment to figure out where I stand and then uh, figure out where to go from there. The key thing and I'm going to, I love this book. <laughs> um, the key part of this book that I use so much is the trilateral leadership ledger is what the authors call it. And that's a tongue twister. I refer to it as the CTR chart uh, because they say there are three parts that make up leadership. It's character, tasks, and relationships. And speaking of KPIs, uh, there is a really great, easy way to measure leadership and to measure leadership growth. And so that is a very important piece out of this book that I use with a lot of my clients. So, Launching a Leadership Revolution, Chris Brady and Orrin Woodward, again, And so if you find yourself in that situation, uh, those of you who are out there listening, where you are now responsible for someone else's productivity, this is a fabulous place to begin your leadership journey.
1: That's an incredible idea, Daniel, in terms of looking at the bibliography. Uh, I mean, for those of you that are listening, really think about that uh, for some of the books that you look at. I mean, when there is that bibliography to help fill in the gaps like Daniel was saying, in terms of, oh, you can look at this and you can look at that. I mean, you mentioned John Maxwell and I guess I'm gonna tag John Maxwell in the uh, post too. (laughs) I mean, I've been following John Maxwell since 2002 when a friend of mine uh, sent me some, he got me a gift subscription of uh, John's, I think it was CDs at the time, but I can't tell you if it was CDs or audio cassettes still. I mean that's how far back you know this goes, but I mean the ideas that John had, um, amazing transformational capabilities. Um, I, I mean you hear some of the stuff he says and it's just absolutely incredible, and you think about what we're trying to do with the small business community here, and it's for that reason. You know look at the people whose shoulders we get to stand on and we get to say we can help even more people because we got this training this education from all of these amazing amazing business minds that came before us and it's really an incredible thought to have you know you're sitting there and you're like okay fine we're going to do that you know so here's a couple more and You know, I love looking at specific kinds of problems for uh, books also. You know, a lot of us in business, we need publicity, right? PR is extremely important. I'm gonna give you all an absolutely amazing, amazing author. I happen to be friends with her, you know, and I have to kind of throw that out there, Uh, but Christina Daves, PR for Anyone is absolutely amazing. And by the way, I'm gonna to have to tag Christina in here too. Um, I guess we'll tag Grant also because we mentioned Grant Cardone too. Um, why not? I mean, let's
2: we'll just tag the world,
1: right? Um, but I mean, in all seriousness though, you know, when Christina's giving the information in her book, PR For Anyone, she has a second book also um, that came out, I'm blanking on the name at the moment. But the PR for anyone is broken down into a bunch of individual chunks, which allows you to really start getting an idea. I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. And it really starts allowing you to figure out how do I properly approach the media? I mean, I already was pitching media before I came across Christina, but Christina's book and the information that she gives is so amazing that it gives even more power when you're trying to pitch the media ideas of what to do. Um, If you're looking at sales, Grant Cardone, I mean, I have to say Grant, um, I don't know a lot of other people that really can touch Grant's genius, if you will, um, in terms of sales. I mean, there's of course other people that are amazing at what they do. Uh, My friend, Andy Gole, as an example, happens to be doing a program uh, as we speak, actually. Um, He's doing a program all about getting rid of the toxic people in sales. But uh, he's also got a book. I'm just blanking on the name, unfortunately. But there's a lot of different uh, people out there in these topics. So think about one specific topic that you're looking to really become an expert in. If we can make that recommendation and start finding those people in that area, that you can really start to rapidly grow in terms of what you're doing. Um, I mean, all of us here have been going through, like we said early on, uh, thousands of books, and if you look at our bookshelves, they're probably crumbling because of the weight. Um, <laughs> you know, just. I mean, there's a lot of books, let's be real. You know, my computer has a ton of books uh, that I've um, gotten over the years. And uh, my ancient Kindle does also. Hey, plug for Amazon again, Um, why not? Um, You know, and just because we're being fair the Nook Reader 2 with Barnes and Noble, we won't hold their hack against them, Um, you know? So there you go. Two major e-readers that you can definitely use, and of course the audiobooks. Um, there's many times that I'm driving, like Patricia was saying, the audiobooks are there. Podcasts, right? I mean, like we're doing right now, is an amazing opportunity. I go out sometimes, and I listen to a bunch of different podcasts. Um, there was a number that I recently saw that 37 million podcasts um, are out there right now. That's an incredible amount of information. And for those of you that are in a position to really gain from expertise, books, podcasts, incredible opportunities to really broaden your knowledge, um, I I mean, those are just absolutely incredible uh, ways that you can really grow. So let me ask you, though. as a parting statement on this episode. Daniel, what would you tell our listeners as your parting statement for today?
0: Wow, okay, Um, let's see. My parting statement, I guess, uh, since we're talking about books is, um, some of you may know I'm a former educator and I really believe very strongly that the majority of our activity every day should be used to strengthen our brains. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get on a soapbox here a little bit. I am very partial to uh, having a hard copy of a book because it has been statistically proven and studied that interacting with a hard copy book under an MRI scope activates more areas of your brain than reading the same book on an electronic reader or listening to a book. So, again, I am just a a huge proponent of broadening the mind, uh, building more connections and (laughs) synapses in the brain. (laughs) So I'm going to say get that hard copy. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't enjoy reading, uh, become a lover of a hard copy of a book because it will actually preserve your brain for uh, the long term for decades
1: not to mention if you have young kids the benefit of them seeing you read Mm -hmm. because that is absolutely incredible because so many young kids my son included is just not a lover of reading Uh, but if he sees me read it can alter some of what he's going through in terms of i don't want to read i mean as a kid i was in the same place um i did not read a whole lot until i started discovering john grisham (laughs) i discovered john grisham i mean hey look i'll put it out there i was a pre-law uh i was focused in high school going to law um law and politics was what i wanted and for me that was right up my alley because john grisham wrote all the legal thrillers And so it directly spoke to me, like Patricia, you were saying, what's the problem and does it speak to you? Um, You know, The Firm, the very first book that I read from John Grisham, and I think his first book that he wrote, um, it it was incredible and it really got me hooked on John Grisham. And so it's those kinds of um, ideas that you can really start seeing. And by the way, don't think that just because something is a novel it can't count in the real world too. I mean, there's a lot of ideas you can get from even fantasy novels um, that can potentially help you in business today. I mean, my son comes up with these inventions because of things he's read and you know some of the books that he's been looking at. And I'm not gonna mention those names here you know for a because i don't think my son would appreciate much if i gave away his invention <laughs> um, i don't have nga's with all of you so um so yeah so just in terms though of those kinds of uh, books is really important patricia let me uh go back to you now your parting words for today
2: reading a book is the easiest way to download somebody else into your head. I like the way you so, say that. Nice, nice. So when I need to innovate in my business or I need to innovate in a client's business, I turn to my books and I download some ideas and then you just let, and let them percolate and basically aim it at the problem and you just let it percolate in your head at least overnight. And you're going to come up with some of the most creative things. <laughs> because I now you'll benefit
1: of Everybody that missed it, because I think that, um, your audio seemed to conk out for a
2: moment there. Oh, nice. Okay. So you let the idea percolate overnight. And I let the idea per the ideas percolate overnight. You aim them at the problem. You let it percolate and then. It, it, it's like these ideas come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, we could do this and this and this and this. Oh my gosh. And just the synergy between ideas Absolutely. comes out. When and you, it's
1: right. It's when you allow your brain to start exploring other opportunities. Yeah. That it really starts making a very big difference in terms of what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that books allow us to do, books, podcasts, educational programs. I mean, it really doesn't matter what source it's coming from. And Daniel, I know that you're the former uh, rehabilitated educator, um, if you will, although you still love educating, so maybe I, not rehabilitating. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um,
1: but in terms, though, of the idea of books, though, it's really important. You know, you've got to get the information. And a lot of us are thinking, what can I do to really benefit and to start growing? Now, of course, Daniel, Patricia, and I are experts. And we work with clients on a daily basis in our individual areas. Um, you know, Daniel is that leadership expert. So if you've got leadership questions, definitely Daniel is your person. Patricia is your legal structure expert. And if you've got specific questions on legal structures and how it's going to impact your business and taxes and the long-term financial health of your business, Patricia is definitely the woman you want to speak with. And if you're trying to really grow your business in terms of um, you've reached a plateau, you need to change something in your business. I can definitely help you in those areas as well. and. Again, it really all comes down to what is it that you are looking for and turning to mentors, turning to coaches, turning to those experts that have been there, done that. That is obviously an incredible program that you can tap into that can provide a significant amount of benefit to you. But if you're not at that point yet of being in a position to speak with somebody, the books are absolutely crucial because you can't just sit there and say i'm gonna get better tomorrow without making a plan um you know there's a famous story and i'll quickly share it where a man was sitting in his house and a major flood came and he climbs up to the second floor and the waters are still coming and then he climbs up to the roof and he's sitting on the roof and a helicopter comes by And he says, no, 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 God's gonna save me. (laughs) And by the way, I don't mean this to be in any religious spiritual kind of thing. Just take it for the story as it is. Um, So he sends the helicopter off, a boat comes by and he says, no, 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 God's gonna save me. And then the waters just envelop him and he dies and he goes up to heaven and God asks him, what were you doing? And he says, I was waiting for you to save me. I did. I tried. You didn't take it. The books here, the expertise that you get from podcasts, from books, from experts like Daniel, Patricia and myself, are those lifelines for you in your business is really important that you take action. You don't just wish for something tomorrow morning to happen and that your business is gonna be producing a million dollars more in revenues just because you wished it. Now, if you did, please tell me that magic secret because I think all of us want to know. Um, but in terms though of how you're looking at your specific issues in your business, how you're looking at what it is that you are doing. Tap into those sources of expertise. If you can find a single nugget that can provide $1,000 in revenue, $10,000 in revenue, think about what that would be worth to you in your business, in your life, right? I mean, if you made another $10,000 this year because of one idea that you got from a book, over the next 10 years, that's another $100,000 that you made. Can that put your children through school? Can that allow you to leave a legacy? Can that allow you to give more to charity? Can that allow you to be more a part of your community in terms of donating time and resources because you're not worrying as much about what you're making? There's all of these ideas. You just have to get out there and start so that you can grow and go from there. So that is, my parting words for today um, if you like us please leave us a review and if you don't like us i'm sure you already did leave us a review um, <laughs> you yeah. know seriousness though share this with the people that you care about everybody needs to really figure out what it is that they can do to improve on their business in their life and what they're doing And there's books, by the way, how do I get a better life? Uh, I mean, you can look at the life section in any of the book retailers and there's a whole bunch of life improvement uh, books. There's gurus there. So it really doesn't matter what the topic is. There's people out there that have the expertise. Tap into that. Tap into that amazing information that's there. And uh, until next time, we are, it's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast crew, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rosatello. And we look forward to seeing you on another episode.